Hi, my name is Alexander Hastings, and welcome to my show, Diary of a Trans Man. For more information, you can follow us on Instagram and Twitter. So this week's episode of Diary of a Trans Man is long overdue. I've been pretty lazy about getting out here and actually recording, mostly because I have undergone a significant life event recently. Um, On May 14th, I was finally able to have my top surgery via Dr. Jacobs from New York City. So... That occurred, and I just spent the last month and a half going uh, under recovery, and which has been tough, but I finally reaching a point where I can get back into my normal routine, which has been nice. I've gone to the gym, started to lift some weights, and I'm going to go through the whole process of kind of start to finish over the last six weeks, what I've done, what I've undergone, and in the hopes that maybe some of the information that I am able to share will help any of you that are undergoing the same type of surgery. So let's start from the beginning. I undergone, underwent keyhole top surgery with Dr. Elliot Jacobs in New York City. His office is on the Upper East Side. And what I liked about Dr. Jacobs was even though it, it did it did cost a ridiculous amount of money in my opinion to get this surgery. Him and his staff have been available whenever I had questions or when I ran into a problem um, in my recovery, and then all the follow-up visits that I have needed to make since then have been free of charge totally rolled up into the overall cost minus of course my transportation to and from his office um, so i live in in just north of syracuse so i have to fly out of syracuse new york uh, to go over to see him uh, every two weeks and i just had my last appointment and i have been officially blessed off on my recovery stage so i don't have to see him for another five months just for the last checkup so there you go i had my surgery on may 14th and the most important thing about undergoing any kind of major surgery is having a recovery system in place Uh, so for me it was my family so i had to drive myself and my dog down to Virginia to, well, first off, go to my sister's college graduation because she got her master's. And then after that, my mother and I took a train up to New York City where we spent the night in the Hotel Wales on the Upper East Side. 
I was really nervous that night before and like I've never that was my first surgery that I've ever gone undergone in my life so I didn't know what to expect I of course I'd seen everything on TV shows and movies I watch Grey's Anatomy religiously so I, I seen the you know from the doctor's perspective of surgery but I had no idea of what it might be like to actually be cut open but for those of you who don't understand or don't know about the, the keyhole top surgery procedure it's actually not as gruesome as the what what I thought it would be so for keyhole all they do is make two small incisions on either side of your chest for the liposuction needle to go in and they basically push water into your chest to loosen up all the fat and then suck everything out and then they do a half moon incision under each nipple and cut away breast tissue just leaving a little bit left in order so your nipple doesn't cave in um, which one of mine actually actually did <laughs> uh, but anyway the after they do that they stitch everything back up wrap you up in bandages and a compression vest and you're good to go So when we got to the office the, the following morning after arriving into New York City, we, we got there a little early and then immediately once they were ready for me, I was ushered into the ready room and I put on a hospital gown and had my hospital compression socks uh, given to me that I put on and for, for Dr. Jacob's office it's not an actual hospital it's uh, he has a OR in his office building so you you walk 10 feet from the patient room over to the OR and it's really private which is nice so you don't have to go through the whole big hospital scene and I know a lot of people or I've heard a lot of people have had some transphobic issues with hospital staff and I want to say that is the the one thing that I, I didn't have any problems with at all in his office he was very uh, transgender friendly and which made me feel absolutely comfortable there the the entire time so i go into the or and they the nurses help me get up onto the table and the anesthesiologist comes over and hooks me up with an iv into which the anesthesia was administered and having never been put under before I didn't know what it would would feel like and I think from what I can remember the, the the way to describe it was I was looking at the ceiling light 
And then all of a sudden I wasn't. I was just out within like two seconds. And I woke up on the table. I was all groggy and my chest hurt. But they had already kind of put the bandages on and they kind of helped me sit up on the edge of the table. And we put the my uh, Under Armour compression shirt on because that's what he recommended was yeah like an under armor heat gear shirt that was like two sizes too small and you throw that on on top of your bandages and then he had this ace bandage with velcro that you just put around your chest and you velcro it down to add the compression and after the I was all dressed up and ready to go they led me over to another room where I was told to lie down for another two hours and try to let the anesthesia wear off. And I could just feel like as I was starting to shake off all of the anesthesia, the kind of the soreness creeping in. And I mean, it hurt. <laughs> I had never really felt pain to that extent. It kind of felt like if you ever gone to the gym and you've done this crazy ab workout like insane ab workout and you don't feel anything but the next day you know they call delayed onset muscle soreness you you feel it and then you suddenly can't stand up straight because your abs are contracting and you're bent over <laughs> and that's what it felt like to be when all wrapped up and after the anesthesia was wearing off I couldn't move my arms really I could barely stand up straight I know my traps got huge over the last month because I was shrugging my shoulders up constantly to try to keep the pain of the compression of my the weight of my shoulders down and so we go painfully limp out of the office after I'm cleared to leave back to our hotel and I cannot I feel real bad for my mom because I could not have been the worst like patient for her I was just such in a bad mood and so the bed we I was staying in in the hotel was probably came up to my belly button in height and I'm only five six, so you mean I would have to jump to get up on there. And so trying to maneuver your way onto a bed that tall when you could barely move your upper body was challenging. And then I had to wiggle myself to line myself up on the bed. And now, so they, they recommended you have pillows on either side of your body to prevent you from rolling in your sleep. And I honestly think, you know, there was no way I could have rolled even if I wanted to. The, the, I was just that sore and I was kind of frozen in my muscles so that I, I wouldn't cause myself any unnecessary pain. And I kind of just tried to fall asleep again when we got to the hotel and I think it lasted about three hours before I was like, I had to get up. And I had some some Jello uh, to try to eat to make sure you know your stomach can handle 
uh, food after having the anesthesia go through you because um, it could actually uh, paralyze your your intestines kind of with the anesthesia and you don't want to have have that going on when you're trying to eat food because you need to be able to digest properly so I had my jello and everything was good and my mom was cleared cleared me for some some real food so we ordered room service and I had a steak potatoes cedar salad uh, and I tried to sit in this kind of comfy armchair I found as soon as I sat down into the chair I couldn't get back up so I think the, the best chair for me to sit in after that was like a, a dead dining room table chair you know a, a high back chair with a small diameter kind of so you don't have to lean back too far you can get up and down easier uh, to go to the bathroom and that was another another issue I had so trying to use the bathroom and you know push down your your pants to, to use the bathroom was a little difficult because I couldn't really move my arms so I had to try to like bend over but not in a way that would hurt it's just so I could use the bathroom then pulling everything back up at the end man <laughs> that was that was a struggle and I think it took I think it was three days before uh, going to the bathroom became a lot easier but yeah I think the first week after surgery was probably the the worst week so it took about three to four days for me to actually be able to become more mobile than I was and then a week for me to kind of the pain to start decreasing more and I kind of felt the actual first changes in the healing process so after we left the the hotel uh, the next day we had to take the train back down from New York to DC so I could go uh, stay with my parents for the next two weeks and I think I was falling asleep the whole the whole way on that train ride which is you know but the thing was bumping around and, and yeah I was a uh, I was kind of tensed up in my seat trying not to feel any pain on that one too so I recommend if you can finding a surgeon a lot closer to your living arrangements uh, because that has been the one the one thing that is a pain you know New York City is not that far from where I live I mean it's five hours drive hour and a half not even an hour and a half uh, probably less than an hour flight time to get into the city but save yourself the pain and and do do the research and try to find a doctor a lot closer to where to where you live and i understand how difficult some of you live in in the sub in the suburbs or out in the country kind of where it's hard but just pro tip you know give it a shot and i reach out i know that a lot of people have uh or ideas of what doctors to go to everybody says their doctor was their favorite doctor and 
recommendations out there. You can go on Transbucket and look at all the pictures of everybody's had top surgeries and figure out their doctors. Um, so after the train ride, I got home and I basically sat in front of the TV for the first week. Uh, I was not allowed to shower for the first 48 hours which is fine because at that point I couldn't imagine trying to get the bandages and the compression shirt off over my head I was just that sore and so the first time I was able to take a shower it was two days later my dad helped me get the bandages and take the shirt off and I just looked down at my chest and then in the mirror and it was just a big bruise. So for keyhole surgery they generally recommend that you have an A cup or smaller and before I was about an A bordering on B so they actually did a lot more liposuction than if I had a smaller chest to begin with so they kind of went all the way uh, about an inch from below my nipples all the way under my armpit and then about halfway up my chest was probably the total area uh, that they actually went in and sucked fat out of so from basically my neck down the base of my neck down to my diaphragm was like a yellow purple bruise and so that that first day too the the swelling and bruising had gotten so bad that like on the base of my neck it had actually gotten a little bit hard to breathe because everything was all swollen unfortunately that only lasted the one day and then everything calmed down but it took two weeks before the bruises finally uh, healed and now in the the packet that we had been given from the doctor it had listed a bunch of rem home remedy type things to, to do and medicines to take in order to help the healing so I was using an Arnica gel that I could rub on my chest and then I was taking Arnica pills which is Arnica is a bruise remover kind of um, type homeopathic remedy and I, I have no idea if that's really actually sped up the healing property but yeah it was kind of like a mental way to make myself feel better about the bruises that I was I was doing something to try to heal them but they lasted about two weeks and even now I'm not really I my chest is still kind of slightly bruised but I think that's more of the swelling that's still there's that's still on there's still some residual swelling over everything and they say that's going to take about four to six months to actually really go away but I was also taking zinc for um, immune system health and Tylenol like a thousand milliliters milligrams of Tylenol uh, three times a day they recommend 
to take to help yourself heal. And so I, I took those all the way until I probably a month and a, a month after uh, my surgery. And it was just kind of a, a way to make myself feel better about the healing. I, I hate sitting around waiting for things to happen. I prefer to have more of a hands-on approach. So if looking look into those uh, those homeopathic re recipes and stuff for, for medications and uh, ask your doctor if he has any ideas of what what might help other than resorting to hard prescription pills like they gave me a prescription for codeine uh, which I didn't take and we ended up turning that one back in so I was fine with the Tylenol um, overall. So after I had my first shower, I was really painful, and then for some reason, because I had two Under Armour shirts, they're both size small, and one was like tight, and then one of the other one was really tight. <laughs> I lost like feeling in my arms; it was so tight. But I would alternate them every day and then you put the under armor shirt back on kind of cold everything in and then you wrap yourself up with the the ace bandage and it kind of felt like a corset almost i felt like my, my ribs were being pushed into my body when i finally got that ace bandage the all clear to remove the ace bandage on friday this friday two days ago so i was so happy to not have to wear that anymore the doctor recommends putting it on if i swell up like too much after a workout but for the most part i think i'm, I'm done with the ace bandage which is which is awesome so after two weeks of living at my parents i had to go back up to new york so i could go back to work and my dad drove me back up in my Jeep, and my mom followed up in the car. So, it took about, it's about a seven and a half hour drive from just outside DC back up to where I live. So it's a long, nice long trip to get back up there. And then once I was back home, kind of got everything settled in. My parents stayed for one day to kind of make sure that I was okay, okay and good and settled. And then I had to start figuring out how to do everything myself. And I think the, the, the best thing about keyhole versus double incision is I really didn't have to worry about raising my arms above my head like you do with incision because you get the, uh, you worry about stretching out your scars uh, on double incision if you raise your arms above your head. With keyhole, you don't have to worry about that. So I was a little bit more mobile in my movements and able to take care of myself and actually reach up onto the, the top cupboard shelf to grab a glass for some water or get some plates out of the cupboard uh, to make my own food. Of course, two days after I get back home and I go back into work, I get told I have to go out and do a field exercise. So that threw off my whole healing plan and schedule because suddenly I was forced to 
work nights out in the field um, for this mission, uh, which I am going to talk about more in the next episode because there's a lot of cool and fun things that happened to me while I was on that, that exercise. So... But the one thing about the exercise that I was on is I did have to adapt my my healing plan. Um, I had to buy a green Under Armour shirt so that I could wear it with my uniform, and making made sure I had to wash that every night uh, because I only had the one. If so I didn't go around smelling. Um, so now that I don't have to wear my bandage anymore, I can go back to wearing normal shirts and t-shirts and tank tops. And I've been having all sorts of fun with that. So there was a, a polo shirt that I had, had gotten, I want to say, two years ago. But I had never worn it because I didn't like the way that it looked with a sports bra, like it was too thin of material. So it had been sitting in my closet all this time. And if anybody follows my Instagram on my story, I, f I took a picture of myself wearing that shirt. It's a seafoam green blue color, a uh, light polo. And to mark the kind of experience of getting to wear a shirt that I had bought in all this those years ago and that finally fit the way I wanted it to fit, I wore it to my volunteering this weekend when I went down to, to Syracuse to volunteer at the Pride Festival. And so that was my, you know, Go pride, be happy. I get to wear a shirt that I really wanted to wear. And I thought I looked really good in that shirt. So I think it's become one of my new favorites. So I think that's the really the best thing about top surgery is finally earning that freedom to, to be yourself and to not feel the dysphoria kind of that you feel when you're you're wearing clothes when you you had you know lumps of fat and still attached to your chest overall with the surgery i only had one major complication and that was with my surgery they did not insert drains to help with liquid and i was just told to kind of push on my chest to make sure that the liquid would, would come out of the, the incision uh, but I did form a small clot on my left nipple and I had noticed I had started to bleed so I had sent a picture over to my doctor to make sure that you know everything was normal and he said nah it's fine it's fine but why don't you come on in and we'll, we'll take a look and so I booked an appointment I flew out to New York City uh, went to his office and uh, he was checking me out and he pushed on and I start to to leak like this fatty bloody liquid and then he like 
he's like, oh, well, he cleaned it up, and then he was like, oh, well, I'll just try to get all of that out, and he pushed a little harder, and it, like, spewed out of my chest, and it, like, fell down on my shorts, and I was like, fuck, because now I had, like, bloody fat stain on my shorts, and I have to fly back, you know, a couple of hours later. But he he's like, oh, we should have you lie down. So I got down on the table and he starts pressing on the chest, which I still can't feel because the nerves are were just you know disconnected when they they did the uh, liposuction. So I've got like a two inch diameter um, circle around each nipple where I can still numb, so I can't feel. So I couldn't feel anything when he's pushing on my chest and. It was just all this blood and like liquid was pouring out, and he finally gets the clot out. And he's like, "Okay, well, we'll probably have to do a revision on that one." So I got this ointment to put on, and I had to bandage it. And so the healing process where it's at kind of now is my nipple is like sunk in. A little bit on the the bottom half because he had to cut away some dead skin around the bottom half and so it's it had to heal itself back in so I'm waiting to see what that's gonna look like in a month or two when I finally fill out my chest with, with some muscle and I'm able to push everything you know back out uh, don't know what kind of revision he's gonna he's got planned um, but we'll see how how that goes in a little bit if you want to take zoom in on my Instagram, you'll see my first one month um, post op picture. You can actually see how my left nipple is kind of smaller and shrunken, and it's the 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 point is kind of down into the hole, kind of on the underside of my chest, and. Because I did have slightly larger breasts before, I do have some skin that is kind of wrinkled around it because it was able to shrink, but not not that much. So I do have to start hitting the gym up pretty hard to try to fill in uh, my chest with some muscle. Uh, maybe it'll it'll shrink up a little bit better and actually look more natural. So that's really the only dysphoria I still have about my chest, but this afternoon I was at Aldi's and I was looking through the summer aisle and they had a hammock. Um, so it was like 40 bucks. I was like, you know, I'm just gonna buy the hammock. <laughs> so I did. And it was like the standalone hammock thing. I set it up in my backyard today. Had my dog out, she's running around. And I take my shirt off, put some sunscreen on, and lying down, reading a book, and just enjoying the the sun and being shirtless. And you know, in the comfort of my own backyard, I didn't feel quite as you know dysphoric as I would have if if I'd gone to like the local pool where there's 20 people sitting out around. But I know, you know, even some of the larger guys' chests look a little, you know, baggy, I would say. So, I know it wouldn't be totally 
weird you know people wouldn't judge me strictly for you can't even really tell I, I think personally that I'm transgender unless you know me so working on getting through that little bit of dysphoria but overall I'm really happy with the the keyhole procedure and if you're interested in this type of procedure I do recommend Dr. Jacobs um, and his his practice up in New York City it is really a highly regarded practice and the photos that he had from all the other patients the outcomes were significantly appealing needless to say they def they were definitely you know the highest level of standard of photos so i'm wondering if my photo will will even make it into that book overall but well that's all i have for you guys today um i will see you guys next time on diary of a trans man if you are not already, you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter. See you next time.